BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, along with Jonathan Von Tobel, who was filling in today for Paulie Howard. Paulie, yesterday, end of the show, was losing his voice. He was uh, kind of freaking out. Had to go to the doctor, caught a bug under the weather. And uh, he's expected to come back tomorrow, uh, so hope that he's feeling better today. On the program, we have Matt Humans, Paul Stone, and John Fanta. And uh, plenty to recap from last night and look ahead to in the final three weeks of the NFL. JBT, it's good to see you, man. It's been a, a long time since we've been together here. Yes, I was going to say, we saw each other, I think, like outside of work a few days ago, but... We have not worked together in a very long time. And it's a part of a stretch where I'm going to be here for a while. I'm in next Tuesday, too. Next Tuesday, after Christmas. Probably since, what, the summer of Pauly here? Yes. On the show? Summer of Pauly, yeah. All right, so. stress. He's coming back tomorrow. uh, All things considered yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. Before leading into the game and then watching that unfold for three hours. Again, we only have three games to go in the uh, regular season in the NFL. That was bonkers. Because as I tweeted out at about 5.05 p.m. Pacific time last night, we're talking about 10 minutes before kickoff, I took a screen grab of the vsin.com NFL odds page, right? And it updates all the time. There was a spot in town at Wynn that had Philadelphia minus six. And every single book was yellow, green, or red, meaning that the number had moved in the last minute or two, the last five minutes, or the last 10 minutes. Because we did not officially know the starting quarterbacks until right around that time. 
and they played games all day long. The reporting on this, again, in the NFL yesterday, for a Monday night game where, oh, I don't know, what's on the line for these two teams? Still potentially the one seed for the Eagles. Now, after the loss last night, that's bye-bye, the way it seems, the division. So either the two or the five seed, uh, I think was what it was going to basically come down to, pending uh, the lines, obviously. And the Seahawks playoff lives as well. Is it going to be Geno? Is it going to be Drew Locke? Reports were saying that it's going to be Geno Locke at the same time where other people were saying it doesn't look like, like he's going to go. Yep. Yeah, for, for Jalen Hurts, at the very least, we got a report early on Sunday. It was like, it looks like he's probably going to give this a shot. But for Seattle, it was it was all over the place. And it's actually reminiscent of what you deal with every day in the NBA, right? Which is like, hey, who knows if he's going to play? It's going to be all over the place. There's going to be some conflicting reports. He went through pregame warm-ups. He went through shoot-around. And it was what we saw yesterday. Now, the, the question is just you as a better what do you deem the difference between Geno Smith and Drew Locke and how you attack that? But to your point, to get up to six and where we were, given the fact that we had no idea what was happening, it's absolute nonsense. And it makes you wonder, like, there's some shops that just pull the, the number off entirely and just wait for actual, actual information. You can kind of understand it, but nobody really knows exactly what's happening. Okay, so I think this is a fair question, though, the more I thought about it last night, because people were panicking and they mm-hmm. were freaking out, like, name a starter right now. We have to know who's going to go tonight. This point spread's ridiculous. I want, like, I want to make bets, right? Betters are very impatient when it comes to this. But in certain situations, can you have the back of the NFL and these teams when it's, JBT, potentially a true game-time decision? which is what it turned out to be last night for Geno Smith, and the people who wanted to be first about it and say that he was going to play, they were eventually wrong, right? Don't you give, like, in these big games where really mean, like, their playoff lives, they had to have the game last night. Otherwise, forget about it. According to next-gen stats, they were 21% to make the playoffs before the game. Now they're a little bit less than 50. If you go on what DK is telling you today, they they have minus 170, which I think might be a touch high for the Seahawks. But don't, do we have to, like as human beings kind of pull back and say, like, I get it hurts so sick. He had to fly out by himself and maybe the Seahawks and maybe Gino really don't know. They need as much time as possible to come up with a final factor here. So I would think you do, but the pro- my problem is to your point, right? Using the, the theory of like, again, like it's a really important game, but don't you as a team then want to know and have enough time to prepare for the guy, right? Like, wouldn't you make the decision pretty early out? Because even if we're talking 10 minutes before kickoff, do you really want to, in a game like this, go, all right, we're going to switch our quarterback, right? Because there are going to be some nuances of the game plan that do change with whatever, whoever's going to be under center. So, like, my argument would be, I think you know a little bit further out than you're actually letting on who the starting quarterback is going to be. Or at least there is a higher probability of you knowing who is actually going to start for you because you want to make these preparations in terms of everything from game planning to what, what audibles are available, everything, right? So I, I think my argument would be these teams do know, especially in the situation of Seattle, I think you understand a little bit earlier than you let on who exactly your starting quarterback is going to be, right? Well, they, I mean, John Schneider was going on local radio last night, yeah. the GM of the Seahawks, I think 45 minutes before kickoff and saying, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't know. And yet reporters are telling us before the game that Geno's going to give it a go. You believe he didn't know, though? It's all who you believe, right? Did like, you, what did you make of Tyreek Hill on Sunday? He went out there for yeah. like five or six minutes. He wanted to test the ankle. It looked like he was going to go. And then before the game, no, can't give it a shot. Like in a, in a spot like that, don't you have to give the player a little bit of wiggle room? Like, okay, I get it. Go run on the ankle. See yep. what it's going to feel like before game time. And 
because he's so, like a player like him is so valuable to the to the offense. Sure, but but I also think that again, so like behind the scenes, right? You've been with Tyreek Hill to use that situation. You've been with Tyreek Hill. You know how the ankle feels. You probably have an understanding that even when you're going out in there and testing it, what the results are going to be, right? You kind of know, like, all right, give it a shot. But we've watched it all week of practice. We kind of know how this ankle feels. We know what's going to happen. And sure enough, he does it. So I, I like again, I don't think they know 100. percent but I think they have a better idea than what they're letting on, and they have prepared as such with whoever's going to be starting. Yeah, I just, again, with the reporting last night. Oh, it's the same thing every time. It, it really is this year in the NFL. And to your point, I think it is kind of turning into the NBA where it was you're getting messages, alerts, tweets sent out from people covering the sport and covering the game that are completely different, and they're being sent out at the same exact time. Yep. Like, that's not good. You gotta, we got to clean that up. Mm-hmm. And well, and a lot of the times you get lucky because you see this on Sundays with players who aren't impactful from a point spread perspective, like all the time. You know, defensive tackle A or whatever sure. it is, a, a active and active. Oh, wait, no, he actually is going to play. No, he's not going to play. Hey, this guy is active, but he ends up not playing, like all sorts of stuff. But yesterday, when you're talking about a standalone spot on a Monday night football where everybody is watching because this is a massive game from playoff probability and, you know, one seed standpoints, everything like that in the NFC, it gets magnified. But you're absolutely right. Like, this is what happens all the time now. You just got to be first. And this is the issue when it comes to sports betting because now you got to sift through. It's all information-based. You've got to sift through two bits of information. You have no yeah. idea what's true. I will say, the, uh, and this is not based on what happened last night, there was a blackjack tournament held out here for a uh, futures bet. Yeah. And the 12 people who participated in the blackjack tournament at Circa over the weekend got a free roll on a team to win the, the uh, Super Bowl. And yesterday when we ran down where exactly these teams went, there was a gentleman, Donald Sawyer, who took the Eagles at uh, fifth overall, $7,500 on the free roll at plus 855. And I asked Paulie, are you surprised that they went that high? I don't think I would have taken the Eagles in the top 12. Yeah. Um, and Paul's point was, well, they're probably still going to get the two seed. I don't, this team should have five losses in a row. This team's not winning the Super Bowl. They're not coming out of the NFC. They have too many problems. You have the ball at the 47-yard line last night with 345 to go up 17-13, and you can't do anything with the ball, and you have to, at three plays later, you're punting the ball back to the eight-yard line, yep. and defensively, you allow Drew Locke to go 92 yards for the game-winning touchdown. That's, I, I still don't know how they came back to beat the, the uh, Chiefs on the road, and I don't know how they beat the Bills. Well, I think we know how they beat the Chiefs. Right? The Chiefs kept shooting themselves in the foot. It was, it was ridiculous. Well, I'm fair. with you. Well, and I'm with you, though. Like, the Bills game, I had the Bills in that one. That, was, that one was hard to take, considering that they should have lost that game against Buffalo. But I would agree with you overall. Like, every number points to this team being uh, much less than they were a season ago. We know exactly in terms of the results. Uh, you know, you can't. I, when I filled in for you the week that you were out, and we, had, we talked to Sal Palantonio about this 5-0 and record that they had at half the rim when trailing in halftime yeah, yeah. and the rest of it. Like, you know that's unsustainable. Of you course You cannot keep doing that. And then you look at all the metrics for this team, and it showed yesterday. You know, Kenneth Walker had a really successful night yesterday, included that big touchdown run. This team, third worst going into last week in opponent EPA per play. Like, this is not a sustainable asset. And by the way, they've been telling us this entire time. You switched your play caller defensively this week, right? Match Patricia was calling plays for you. You signed Shaq Leonard because your outside linebackers are a nightmare. They know that this team is flawed. I'm with you. Like, I, I would have taken Kansas City. Obviously, they went right behind them. Would have taken Kansas City before them. Because at the very least, for a team like Kansas City, there's multiple metrics, not as bad as Buffalo, but similar to Kansas City, that tells you this is a better team than what they have shown. Yeah, it's easy for me. I didn't make the final 12, so right. it's easy for me to sit here and tell you today. But I would have absolutely not looked at Phil. I would have looked at Cleveland. I would have looked at uh, teams like that that were much longer shots on the board to actually have some more wiggle room to play with. Because yep. I, I don't buy into this team at all. I, the, the form going into the playoffs is uh, they're going to be playing – Forget about the bye week now. So they're not going to have a bye week. And this team, I said this after last week, this team desperately needs a bye. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to get one. 
So here's my question, you know, because to the point about their their path going forward, because I'm with you, I don't think they win the division. I, I do think that this is a team that is flawed. But if they end up as like the five seed, for example, if you're if you're in the two situations, because as it currently stands right now, Dallas would host L.A. I know they blew them out at home, but L.A. seems like a pretty plucky team that is going to be at least a pain in the ass for anybody they take on. And Philadelphia would have to go on the road against Tampa Bay. At the very least, I, I do think that when you're talking about where they end up, depending on who that four seed is going to be, if they're, they're going to be the five if they get there, they're at least going to get the NFC South an opportunity to move on to the second round. Yeah, I think that uh, the Eagles would much rather play at Tampa yeah. than they would against the Rams. Yes. Right? Yep, I think uh, so. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I mean, which and by the way, which team would you rather play if you're one of the other NFC playoff teams? Would you rather play the Cowboys or would you rather play the Eagles? Oh, I think you definitely want to play the Eagles. I, I would right now. It's, yep. I don't even hesitate. Yep. Especially, I mean, the way that Dallas looks at home. If you have to go to Dallas as opposed to playing Philly, obviously, in your home field, no, 100%. I, I just, and I don't think this is correctable with what we're watching with the Eagles. I really I don't. And, we, you know, we talk a lot about the defense, too, because that final drive, Jalen Hurts doesn't look particularly right. Nope. You know, the deep nope. balls all of a sudden are inaccurate, and he threw multiple interceptions on him. Uh, hasn't looked really the, the right for the last four or five weeks. Now, four teams are tied at 7-7, seven and seven, trying to, uh, you know, position themselves into a playoff spot for an NFC wild card. Um, Seahawks are minus 170. If I know the NFL like I think I might, they're going to be in for a dogfight against Tennessee this weekend. Yep. And they'll probably lose that game. They're a two and a half point favorite right now at DraftKings. I, I also think minus 170 to make the playoffs. I'm not laying that. For a team on the outside looking in that doesn't have the tie break with the team in front of them? I would agree with that. I think the plus price on the no is actually a tad juicy today yep. on the Seahawks. Up next... We'll recap uh, what exactly took place with some of the bets and win some, lose some. Also, an excruciating beat, and it's now the third longest streak in history. Details next here on VSIN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Juice Reel is a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth analytics on your betting history, yet there's so much more. At Juice Reel, you have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel losers. Losers? Users? Uh, this in-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning bettors and fade the losers. There you go. Find out for yourself. Download Juice Reel like Orange Juice and Real R-E-E-L. Download the free app at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. It's free. Juice Reel. Juice R-E-E-L. He's Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Paulie Howard, who I think we... Yeah. He told me last night, call like a 24-hour bug. Should be back by tomorrow. Uh, Matt Humans joins the program now, VSIN host. Uh, and, of course, the Friday Night Circa Betting Invitational, um, which is getting good now. And uh, this is uh, pretty wild what's going on, Matt. Uh, great story. Who's in first place as we speak? Cinderella story out of nowhere. Former greenskeeper about to win the Masters. Weston Stratman, realtor from Nashville, Tennessee, the average Joe picked to compete against the pros has the lead for the first time in this contest. Uh, Mitch, your parody account on Twitter, uh, the guy who runs it posted mythical odds each week on this tournament. He had Weston Stratman at 100-1 to 1 in early October. And right now he is on top, 57-42-6 against the spread, 60 total points. And um, he takes the lead into the final three weeks ahead of uh, the mad Russian, Jeff Petch who is the uh, 2021 Circa Millions runner-up, and Las Vegas pro better Scott Pritchard. And uh, knocked out of the contest last night was Brad Powers, one of the sharpest, if not the sharpest, college football guy we know. And if you don't think luck plays a big role in all, all these contests, I'll tell you a quick story. Doug Kazarian and Randy McKay each advanced on the cut line last night. Those guys each had North Dakota State, Montana, over 50 and a half, as a play this week. That game was tied 16-16 at the end of regulation and went into double overtime and went over the total. Brad Powers lost on Old Dominion and the Eagles yesterday. And uh, that's how luck plays a factor in this contest. Powers is out. Kazarian and McKay move on. And Weston Stratman, the average Joe at the top of the uh, standings with three weeks to go. I don't know. I think Brad should have seen Old Dominion coming, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did see people on Twitter celebrating when it was 28 nothing, like the game was over. So the jinx is always in play. Yeah, always a smart move to count your money before uh, the game even reaches yeah. halftime. Okay, so there was a big move on uh, the Bills-Chargers game yesterday. Buffalo got as high mm-hmm. as 14. 
I don't know how long that lasted, but money came in on the Chargers at that point, uh, down to 11.5 at some spots today. Do you think that's still a number worth taking with L.A., Matt? Well, I'm, I'm still going to take it uh, right now. I, I did bet 12.5 yesterday, okay. and it's not a big bet for me. Wes Reynolds said he actually got some of the 14 when we were talking about it on the, sh- on the show last night. I liked the Bills a lot last week. That was my best bet in the Friday night contest, biggest bet on the weekend, but the bills were in a great spot against the Cowboys. It was also a great spot to fade the Cowboys. So it was kind of like a perfect storm situation, but the bills have had big games, big time games here the past two weeks against the chiefs and the Cowboys. Now they got to travel cross country on a Saturday night to face the chargers team that just got humiliated by the Raiders. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I do like to bet on the team the week following a coaching change. I don't think this is a, a typical team with a coaching change. Brandon Staley, I think it was well-liked by the players for the most part. And uh, it's not a Josh McDaniels Raiders type of situation where you could see the, you know, the wave of uh, uh, motivation coming for the Raiders with the coaching change. But I do think you're going to see a Chargers team respond because they were down 42-0 at halftime, fumbling like every other series last week. And it was an embarrassment. The pride's going to kick in. These guys are going to play better. And it's also a flat spot for the Bills coming off those two big games. I think the Bills do enough to win the game, but this number got too high, and I still think at 11.5 right now it's playable on the uh, ugly home dog. All right, what about uh, reacting from results and the Bills opponent from last weekend? Cowboys, of course, we know go out there, get smacked. Look ahead was Dallas pick on the road against Miami this week. Now the Dolphins are one-and-a-half point favorites, man, with a total of 51. Well, I just, you know, still not a big believer on the, in the Cowboys away from home. And uh, going into the Buffalo game, the Cowboys were 7-0 and straight up, 7-0 and at home with an average victory margin of 24.4 points. On the road, they were 3-3 three and three and had not beat a team with a winning record. Well, now they're 3-4. and four. They still haven't beat a team with a winning record. And they've been blown out twice uh, by good teams. I, the Dolphins have yet to really beat a quality opponent this season. This is their first shot at it. Uh, well, a shot to get their first one. And I think Tyreek Hill was kind of held out of that Jets game over the weekend with an eye on this Cowboys game. He probably could have played. I expect him to play here. And I think the Dolphins uh, are going to be my side. Actually, I'm, I'm playing the Dolphins. That's going to be a short money line price is the way I'll play this or lay minus one. One and a half is the price right now. But I, I'm not a believer in the Cowboys away from home. So they're going to have to prove it to me this week. And I think – you know, one thing I said about the uh, Dallas defense on Michael Lombardi's show on Saturday was I think this defense has been overhyped by the mainstream media. And if you look at some of the numbers, it'll tell you that. And I thought the Cowboys could be had on the ground. And what the Bills run for, 216 yards against the Cowboys on the ground, I think the Dolphins are going to be able to move the ball on the ground too. Yeah, at one point in that game, James Cook running back for the Bills, he was doubling up yep. the overall yards compared to what the Cowboys had as a team. And that was uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, we're talking to Matt Humans here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A uh, question about the Hawaii Bowl, which is going to be played this Saturday at San Jose State against Coastal Carolina. What did you bet San Jose at, Matt? And what would you reckon now? Because the number is it's beyond 10. It's 10.5 or 11 in this game. And it opened up, what, 7? Yeah, it opened 7, 7.5. And, and um, I laid 8 right away. I was I was hoping 6.5 was going to be the opener because uh, I had an eye on this game, and I thought San Jose was going to be the play. You really, Coastal Carolina is bringing a skeleton crew to the Hawaii Bowl for this game. I think uh, as many as almost 20 players 
We're going to be out of the game. And San Jose's got all the motivation here, plus a quarterback in Siobhan Cordero, who's from Hawaii. This, he's going to wrap up his career. He wants to wrap it up with a bowl win. And uh, I wrote I wrote this one up on the vcin.com website to get into a little bit more detail. But I think San Jose is clearly the play here. And I, I picked San Jose to win this game 35-17. I don't think it should be close, but it's hard to advise anybody to lay this number at this point because I laid eight, and I was a little uncomfortable with that because I could have had a slightly better number. But now it's up to 10.5, 11. But I think this should be a blowout. And JVT, you've seen the San Jose State team play late in the season. I, I think the I think the Spartans got to win this game big. Uh, by the way, can we question the kids' thought process here? What's 20, that? Twenty plus kids for Coastal Carolina are going to punt basically on a free trip to Hawaii. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know. Yeah. You've been to Carolina? I don't know which Carolina it is. What is it? <laughs> Either way, you ever been out there? It's a paradise. <laughs> I've seen it before. To Carolina? Yeah. I it's assume basically the same thing as yeah. I Carolina is beautiful. It is. Yeah. I, I went to Hawaii last year on a on a UNLV road trip. Oh, That's it. What is this? terrible? What do we, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to come out here? Uh, all right, little college basketball tonight as well. Ken Palm has Memphis ranked 32nd as we speak in the country. Virginia 29th overall. Obviously, his rankings aren't the be all end all, but Memphis is a two and a half point favor. Is that kind of telling here, uh, Matt? What do you think of this game tonight? Well, I'm just not sure what to think of Virginia right now. Okay. This is a Cavaliers team. Uh, the beat Northeastern over the weekend, 56 to 54. And that's a bad Northeastern team that's four and seven. And the Cavaliers were down double digits in the second half of that game. That's also a Virginia team that lost to Wisconsin by 24. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virginia scored fewer than one point per possession in four of the last six games. And this is a Memphis team that's uh, really got some talent. David Jones, six six senior forward, 22 points or more in four straight games. I don't think the talent's that close here. Memphis, a big advantage. Now, what's the coaching worth? What's Tony Bennett worth against uh, Penny Hardaway? And I do think that Hardaway has improved as a as a coach in the last year and a half or so. Uh, but I, I think Memphis, the talent advantage is a little bit too much. Now, I'm going to say I don't love these two college basketball plays, like a half unit play each. But these are the best ones I can find on tomorrow's card. I don't like to bet the inferior coach and lay points, but you know you're laying two and a half or a short money line price with Memphis against a Virginia team that I really don't think is that good. Quickly here, uh, UCLA's uh-huh. laying a big number against Northridge. UCLA, what are they, 5-4 and four on the year? They had a buzzer beater basically against Riverside to win by a point. Is this too big of a number tonight? <laughs> That's the best win the Bruins have, by the way, is against a Riverside team. Oh, come that on. Has, uh, yep, Riverside, oh. I believe, is 4-7 and seven in the Big West, and the Big West is down a little bit this year. Uh, but... UCLA of five and four has zero wins against teams ranked inside the top two fifty in Ken Palm. You believe that? Hmm. No, that's, that's in the middle of December. Zero wins against a Ken Palm top two fifty. Uh, now Mick Cronin's going to have these. He's going to coach these guys hard. I read his comments after the Ohio State loss. I expect uh, Bruins to play hard tonight. But seventeen and a half with a with a uh, Cal State Northridge team that's got three guys who can score a respectable big man. I think the uh, the dogs should stay within this number tonight against UCLA. Thanks for the time as always, Matt. Best of luck this week. Okay, you bet. Matt Humans, VSIN tonight, every night, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on VSIN. We'll get into what happened last night, the shenanigans with Monday Night Football before and during the game next here on VSIN. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
VEASAN's got the perfect gift for the better in your family. Sign up for our holiday special today. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. You get a lot of stuff. That includes daily best bets, exclusive betting splits from DraftKings, premium analysis like our daily articles in the NFL, the NBA, college football during football season, college basketball, all sorts of awesome write-ups on the website. 24-7 video and more. Oh, how about those betting guides as well for the Super Bowl, college bowl games, and March Madness? Don't miss out. Limited time offer for the better in your life. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe. Sign up for the holiday special now. vsin.com slash subscribe. Bowl betting here with professional sports better Paul Stone. You can get his podcast. It is called the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Wherever you listen to your pods. Uh, Paul, good morning. Thanks for the time as always. Uh, what is it with Western Kentucky and these bowl games? I mean, yesterday was an absolute doozy. It brought on shades of uh, what happened in, when you were involved on this uh, with this team, what, nine, ten years ago in another bowl game? Yeah, I tell you, fortunately, uh, I, I did not have a ticket on Old Dominion on either side yesterday, although I almost played Old Dominion but wasn't just entirely confident that Western Kentucky quarterback Austin Reed was not going to play. But 14 years, uh, or not 14 years ago, but nine years ago, back in 2014, some of the listeners and viewers will certainly remember the uh, Bahamas Bowl between Western Kentucky and Central Michigan. Western Kentucky, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. I had Western Kentucky minus three-and-a-half on that day. Was actually at a a family gathering eating Christmas lunch. Check the scores. It's 49-14, to Western Kentucky midway through the third. I got Western Kentucky minus three and a half, so I enjoy dessert and just uh, glad to have a winner in my pocket. And then I checked the score an hour or so later. Western Kentucky won 49-48 as Central's closed with 34 unanswered points. And they won by one, but my minus three and a half ticket on Western Kentucky did not cash. So uh, they've been involved in a couple of these games now over the past decade. Fun. Fun to be involved in those tickets. Really quick, with the volatility that we're seeing in this bowl season, Paul, and just in general, is this just more of like some of these lower-tiered bowls where the talent really, there's not that much of a difference with some of these depth pieces when we're talking about a group of five teams? You know, apparently not. I, you know, uh, apparently so. I mean, but it is a rather small sample. I mean, it's very impressionable because, uh, you know, most people are betting most of these games, but I guess we've had seven bowl games now. So it's a relatively small sample size, but certainly there's a an uncertainty piece and it, it's just uh, kind of seems like it's, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of volatility in the results. And I mean, yesterday, for instance, and I know he's the, the coach's nephew, but uh, Turner Helton, you know, how he started over uh, Veltkamp, who came in and just played remarkably, uh, is kind of a head-scratcher. So, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the coaches don't even know the best uh, the best choice. So you just never know. A lot of these guys hadn't played, and the expectation is they won't play well because they've seen so few snaps, so few reps. But some guys, when you turn the lights on, make it happen. But I still feel, you know, confident with some of my picks going forward in the bowl season. But it's going to be interesting when we've played uh, – all these bowls uh, at the end of the, the bowl season, how they all come out. Okay, so you like three games uh, that are all going to be played on Saturday. First off, with Duke and Troy, Troy now up to basically seven-and-a-half-point favorites here, Paul, across the screen. Total is 44-and-a-half. Um, let's pretend this game was a regular season game and Riley Leonard was playing for Duke. Uh, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, but what do you think that number would be um, in that spot, and then what do you think of the the bowl game number here with Troy Lane seven and a half against Duke? 
I tell you, Mitch, that's scary. It's like you're inside my brain because that's my that was going to be my opening point. Okay, it still will be my opening point. <laughs> but if you you underscore, you know, kind of underscore what JVT asked, what we're dealing with in some of these bowl games. If this game was played in late September when Raleigh Leonard was healthy, Duke's four and zero, the ranked seventeenth in the nation, I believe, they would have probably been favored by double digits on a neutral. Mm. So uh, wow. that just shows you how much different uh, we're looking here now three months later uh, and two days before Christmas this Saturday in Birmingham. Uh, Sunbelt champion Troy going to be favored by slightly over a touchdown against a Duke team that uh, is in transition, to put it mildly. Uh, and obviously Mike Elko, after going 16-9 and nine in his first two seasons there in Durham, he returns to Texas A&M, where he had previously served as defensive coordinator uh, to become the uh, Aggies' new head coach in late November, succeeding Jimbo Fisher there. You mentioned Riley Leonard. He wasn't going to play anyway in the bowl game due to injury, but he entered the portal, will transfer to Notre Dame. Predictably, numerous other top performers for Duke have entered the portal. They won't play Saturday against Troy. It's always a puzzle to piece you know, all this portal news together, uh, but I'm projecting that up to six defensive and five offensive starters for Duke won't be suiting up on Saturday. And again, you know, this includes much of their leadership, much of their, many of their upper echelon players, if you will. Troy on the other sideline, they also have lost their head coach, John Sumrall, goes to Tulane. But as far as the portal, their top linebacker, Jaden McDonald, he's the only significant player that we've seen news on to date who's entered the portal. Uh, you just look at it, and this is my least of the three that I'm giving out today. But, uh, you know, Duke just seems to be a skeleton of the team that they were in late September. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be a lot of newbies out there. I like Troy, about a seven and a half over Duke. All right. What about James Madison and Air Force? Madison, of course, uh, heavily motivated in their first bowl, Paul. Uh, but a lot of personnel in terms of roster and staff are not there, and they're taking on an Air Force team whose season fell apart. Yeah, I mean, you look, first of all, this James Madison team, JBT, second season in the FBS, uh, just such a wild ride. They start the season with 10 straight victories, uh, climb into the AP Top 20, ESPN's college game day comes to Harrisonburg. Uh, Their perfect season came to an end. Uh, The day of game day's visit, Appalachian State upset the Dukes 26-23 in overtime. A lot has happened in the month since uh, game day came to uh, Harrisonburg, though. James Madison head coach Kirk Signetti, he leaves Harrisonburg to take the Indiana head coach job. And on top of that, takes most of the Dukes coaching staff with him to Bloomington. In fact, James Madison, they've had to hire five temporary coaches just to get through the bowl game. Predictably, numerous JMU players are in the portal. It appears, or reports are, that most are going to play in the bowl uh, but we'll see if that comes to fruition. Sometimes that doesn't happen. As you mentioned, the Air Force, they start out 8-0, lose their last four games of the regular season to finish 8-4. and But their speedy quarterback, Zach Larrier, he missed the last three games completely, missed most of the game before that. He is the heart and soul of that offense. He is practicing, expected to be back for the bowl, as are several other Falcons who've been injured. Never ideal to be facing Air Force's unique option offense. But even more daunting, I believe, with five temporary coaches. Air Force, they've won four straight bowl games. A lot of players from Texas, they love to play in the state of Texas. They're playing in Fort Worth on Saturday. Air Force plus two and a half over James Madison. 
All right, very good. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, professional sports better Paul Stone. You can follow him on X and get his podcast at Paul Stone Sports, uh, the name there for both of them. So typically, as uh, Utah plays Northwestern out here in Las Vegas in the uh, Las Vegas Bowl, I would like to be back in Utah, specifically because of Kyle Whittingham and his career uh, this time of year. You're not going to make a case for Utah. You like Northwestern plus the points. Why so? Yeah, first of all, I like you, uh, Mitch. I have tons of respect for uh, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham uh, and certainly no disrespect to the folks, uh, the fine folks there at the Las Vegas Bowl, but the Utes, the past two seasons have culminated playing in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Has to be a little bit of a letdown playing in a in a lesser bowl, if you will. And I don't believe any team in America was as negatively impacted by injuries as Utah this season. Obviously, Cam Rising, their quarterback, didn't play all season. Their standout tight end, Brant Keithy, didn't play all season. The list just goes on and on and on. Now, Utah has additional players who won't play in the bowl, uh, either due to opting out an injury or perhaps in some cases a combination of the two. That includes both of their starting safeties, includes their standout defensive end, Jonah Ellis. He had 16 tackles for loss and 12 sacks despite uh, missing the final two games of the regular season. Northwestern closed uh, strong under their new head coach, David Braun. Uh, closed the regular season with three straight victories over Wisconsin, Purdue, and Illinois to go 7-5. and five. I believe they're the hungrier team. Should have more hands on deck. I like Northwestern plus 6.5 over Utah. All right, very good. So Northwestern there, Air Force plus the points against James Madison, and Troy Lane 7.5 today against Duke. Again, Paul Stone Sports Podcast is the name that you can find wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Paul, thanks so, uh, so much for the time, and we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas, okay, pal? Merry Christmas to you guys, and uh, may the bowls go your way. Mm-hmm. Back at you. Yeah, you don't want to have any uh, Old Dominion losers no. uh, leading into the holiday season here. Unless, as I always say, I'm on the opposite side of you. Then I hope it goes You know, ass up. four people in the Friday night contest, the one we talked to about humans earlier, had Old Dominion minus two and a half. Brutal. That number touched six and a half. You're sitting there laying two and a half, two and a half yeah. in that game. And it, it unfolds like that. That's soul-crushing, man. Unless you're on the other side. I know. I know. Uh, Up next, you won't believe the potential going rate for this player in the NBA, and they have some of the best first quarter and first half numbers in the league playing tonight. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It's good to have you on board. Mitch Moss, Jonathan Von Tobel today filling in for Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings and JVT. We're going to start this hour talking some college basketball and some futures as uh, John Fanta is kind enough to join us here early on a Tuesday morning. He covers college basketball for Fox tonight. In fact, he's on the Marquette Providence game and also the field of 68. John, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? I am doing great, guys. It's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. And College Hoops is off to a fun start to the season. The road to March is on. Should be an interesting one. I agree. I think there's a lot of really good teams at the top of this sport. As I said, you're calling a Big East game tonight. That's where I want to begin because I'm kind of blown away at the defending champs and the job that Hurley is doing with UConn. And John, when you look at their resume, they beat Indiana by 20. They beat Texas by 10. They're not a play to to play anybody anywhere. They went to Kansas on a Friday night and lost in a close game. They beat up on North Carolina. They went to Gonzaga. They beat them over the weekend. Uh, Is this team, again, the best team in the country this season? Mitch and Jonathan, I believe that they are. Connecticut has an answer to every one of your questions. If you want to ask, can they shoot it? Yes, they can. Cam Spencer and Alex Caravan stretch the floor. If one of them gets hot, it seems to reverberate to the rest of the team. If you want to ask about rim protection and front court play, they recreated their two-headed monster they had last year. Remember Adama Sonogo and Donovan Klingon? Now Sonogo goes to the pro rank. Klingon takes over as the number one man. The sophomore was terrific against Gonzaga, 21 points, eight rebounds. And Samson Johnson is the definition of explosive. He comes in off the bench. He makes plays off alley hoops. He can just put so much pressure on a defense at the rim. I love that kid, and I love the way he's played. But more than anything, Dan Hurley, when, when I talked with him before the season, I said, Dan, what's the key for this team to go on a run? He goes for Tristan Newton to start right where he left off. And right now, Tristan Newton 
is sensational, fellas. He is playing at an incredibly high level. They're getting elite point guard play, all-American point guard play. For a guy who's faced a tough non-conference schedule to be averaging over 16 points, close to seven rebounds, six assists per game, and he's shooting 43% uh, from three away from home, that's really special. And he nearly willed them over Kansas. Guys, I thought UConn played a B-minus game at Kansas. I thought they did not play their – they were far from their best. They were still in the game at the end. So I'm telling you what, the Connecticut Huskies can be the first repeat national champions since Billy Donovan in Florida. If you're going anywhere else a little bit deeper on the board, who would you look at outside of UConn? Right now, the team with the most upside in college basketball is Kentucky. Hmm. Kentucky. Because that freshman class keeps getting better and better, and the luxury that they have of bringing Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham off the bench is sensational. Now they have Aaron Bradshaw factored in. Their balance is special. In the win over North Carolina, eight players scored seven or more points. That's something that encourages me because it means you can win in different ways. In the past couple of years, John Calipari's only been able to win one or two ways. Last year, Kentucky was very one-dimensional. This team is not. If Shepard has a colder day, Dillingham or D.J. Wagner can pick up the slack. I love this Kentucky team. I think that they can run with the best of them. I think that they're only going to keep getting better, and they already own a win over North Carolina. They ran Miami off the floor. Yeah, they lost at home to UNC Wilmington, but freshmen sometimes will be freshmen. I trust this team more than I have others. I'll give you one other team to be aware of. Memphis, Penny Hardaway. People forget how close he was to beating FAU last year in the NCAA tournament first round. If you remember that game, guys, it went right out of the wire. The Owls won. We know the rest is history. They ended up catapulting themselves to a Final Four. Memphis, I think that sat with them all offseason. I think it sat with Hardaway as well. They are a top 20 to 25 defensive team in the country, and now they have scoring. David Jones is the name to watch. He has been a bucket for them. It's the guy who can go out and get 25 on any given night. Javon Quinterly leads the backcourt. They just got a Kansas State transfer in season in Naquan Tomlin. I'm telling you what, guys, the Memphis Tigers have the toughness, the tenacity, and now they have more scoring consistency to make me put a waiver in on the Memphis Tigers because I'm buying their upside come March. All right, very good. And they're playing Virginia tonight. Memphis, a small favorite. In that matchup, it's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, John Fanta, college basketball on Fox, also the field of 68. Uh, Oklahoma is sitting at 10-0. They get a good test. By the way, that game is in Charlotte tomorrow night against North Carolina, and North Carolina has played a lot of teams this year as well. Are you buying into the Sooners at 10-0? So I am buying them. I'm not buying them tomorrow night. Okay. North Carolina, North Carolina, I believe, will hand Oklahoma its first loss. I think that's an angry Tar Heels team. But why am I buying Oklahoma long-term? Because Porter Moser has always been a really good coach. Mm -hmm. Now he has pieces that fit at Oklahoma. Otega away, for those who do not know the name, learn it. Uh, He is 6'5". He's a guard who averages 15 points per game. Guys, he is shooting 67% on the season from the floor. 
that's really staggering numbers. Between Otega Away and a kid named Milo Suzan, they have sophomores that have both gotten better. And then Moser went on the transfer portal, and this is our current day and age in college hoops. You can go out in the portal, you can go shopping, right? And if, if you know which aisle to shop in and you know your fit and what you need to do NIL-wise, you could get a really good player. And you also have to pick the right guys that fit you. It's not always about getting a guy that might have been a four-star prospect, but get a guy that's going to fit what you need on your team. They brought in a transfer from Siena named J.B. McCollum, who had a great year last year and has performed at a very high level. So they went out and got a lead guard. They've got rim protection as well. They defended a very high level. So, yeah, to answer your question, am I buying the Sooners as a top 10 team in the country? No. Am I buying them as a Sweet 16 type of team in the country? I am because I just really like their pieces. I thought John Hughley, they picked him up from Pittsburgh. He's a guy who gives them physicality. So Moser's got a team. They're defending at an incredibly high level. They are undefeated on the air. But, guys, if this sport's teaching us anything, it's that at some point the unbeatens are going to fall. No, nobody's going to do what Kentucky did in 14-15 in, uh, or mm-hmm. what Wichita State did. I think Oklahoma's due to lose tomorrow. I think a lot of us were looking for a buy sign on Tom Izzo and yep. Sparty. Did we finally get that when they uh, blasted Baylor? Uh, that was never a game. I mean, they were blowing them out from the first couple of minutes, and they, they cruised to a 20-point victory. Yes, that, that's a sign. It's a sign that, that it still can be captured, that Michigan State can still play a factor. And, and, and I would buy now because I, I think they're only going to keep getting better. And, and you trust Izzo. At the end of the day, Tyson Walker is one of the 10 best players in the country. So we always knew that. Like mm-hmm. guys, that, guys that average over 20 points per game at the high major level where it's harder to score, they don't grow on trees. The biggest thing for Michigan State was playing with some pace. And I think they're doing that now. They scored over 20 points, fast break points against Baylor. They ran the floor well. A.J. Hogard now has been steadier. He's been playing better. And I think Izzo's realizing, like, guys, Matty Sissoko and Jackson Kohler, right, their, their big man plan, it, it, it wasn't working. It, it hasn't been mm-hmm. working for them. They've got to run the floor a little bit. They've got to play the floor. They've got to play faster. You know, Kohler's still coming back from an injury, but even Carson Cooper, he's been up and down. And, and I just think that this team, Xavier Booker, was pegged to be the answer to all their problems on the interior, that five-star recruit. Let's face it, he's a big work in progress. they got to play fast. Against Baylor, they dictated the pace. They finally shot the three better. Like, it is a make-or-miss game. Michigan State's been dreadful from three. And finally... They got going behind Walker. They were able to get Trey Holloman. I think he's next factor off the bench. And, guys, because Cohen Carr is a freshman and gets better by the game, I'm buying him. I like the Spartans. John, we got about 90 seconds left. How does this season end differently for Purdue? Not outside of just being upset by a one seed, but making a deeper run in the NCAA tournament. What's different? Well, it ends with a Final Four, and we'll see what happens from there. But I, I, I do believe that they're the most criticized team in America because of what happened against FCU. I do believe this is eerily similar to Virginia in 2018-19. What I would caution people is, Virginia, you need luck in the NCAA tournament. Like, within a game, you need something to go your way. 
And if you remember when Virginia experienced redemption in 2019, they beat Texas Tech, that game went to overtime. Like they had some incredible shot making along the way. You need some of that. Could Purdue get some of it? Yes. What's different about Purdue? Their freshmen of last year are, are a year older, and it's showing. Braden Smith is an All-American. Fletcher Lawyer, when he is scoring, he makes that an elite, elite two-headed monster. And Zach Eady, it's it's just incredible to me that a seven foot four, three hundred pound man can walk into the gym and he's a guaranteed twenty-five and twelve. Yeah. And it's not just because, it's not just because he's big; it is because he has such a great knack for the game that he's able to dominate it. Well said. You can follow John on X. He's at John underscore Fanta. He's going to be on the broadcast of the Marquette Providence game tonight on Fox and also catch him on the field of 68 as well. John, have a great call tonight. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Mitch, Jonathan, great to be with you. Happy holidays. All right. So to answer that question, if you could bet on one team to win it all today, it would be UConn and the, the bonus team would be Kentucky. Don't hate the answers. No, I've bet Kentucky three times so far. I think you like the Kentucky answer. Uh, they're really good. They're really, really good. Up next, we'll recap what took place. Crazy football game and win some, lose some next year on VSIN. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.